Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us D.R. Fay of Maldi Broad Media, who's a podcast producer specializing with branded podcasts that are wrapped around selling a product or a course or a service. And from editing, show notes and assets to growth strategies, monetization and general PR. Hey, DR, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, you're so, so welcome. So let's get straight into it. So where are you with your business today and who do you love to work with? Mm, Okay. So I have uh, four clients that I, uh, one is a business coach. Um, do you mind if I, is it okay if I mention their shows? Absolutely. Okay. So one is a business coach, a life after corporate. One is a pediatrician. She's actually a retired pediatrician, but she sits on the board of the American Pediatrics Association. And we have a pediatric meltdown. Um, We also have um, holistically healthy and uh, Sedona is, has that mindset of food is your medicine kind of holistically healthy. And then we also have tabletop CEOs, uh, which is basically she, uh, Anne-Marie has a, she talks to freelancers and, but she talks to everyone across the board, health and, you know, corporate and I mean, everything. Mm. Um, And she's starting a new one too, all about pitching, pitching tips for podcasting. So it's going to be interesting. Um, And where I am in my business right now is I'm I'm at the point, it's very exciting, actually, I have made a deal with myself that the very next client I get, I'm going to scale. And that's one of my goals. I really want to scale. Mm. Now, tell me what that means to you, because to so many people, so many solopreneurs, as mm. you, know, you bring in more people, you get more business you try and tweak your offering it's so different so that sounds what terrifying and exciting at the same time so what's it like for you so right now I am working so much for these four clients um and it's a little bit of a push me pull me kind of thing that it's hard for me to let go a little bit because I have my particular ways on how I've dealt with these four clients over time, but to have someone actually take the reins and have me just be, uh, what do you call, um, quality control, right? That would, that would be 
my dreams give me time mm. with my family well my husband and my cats is my family uh give me time with <laughs> my cats are prozac and xanax those, those are my two cats uh. <laughs> <laughs> those are two siamese cats with weird names um so yeah those are my that's my goal my long-term goal i have two long-term goals one is you know those midday news shows that are show up like around 12 o'clock in the afternoon they're local but they have they're like infotainment and they have uh people on that are entertaining but have information i would love to be a semi-regular on those shows and talk about podcasting maybe have uh viewers call in with questions and things like that that's what i would like to do i'm in nashville tennessee so we have uh three stations three different television stations that have one of those shows Um, My other goal is I would love to retire my husband. He has been working so hard and I would love for him to just take it easy. Just sit back and relax. Pop a beer, watch your games. It's on me now because he's been carrying the ball for a little while. So that those are my two long term goals. Oh, just listen to those. That's fantastic to hear. And all sounds it sounds like it's right in front of you. It sounds so achievable. So I've missed your question though. I didn't answer your question about scaling. I'm so sorry. So scaling to me is bringing on people to do the daily uh, repetitive tasks and just being there to have it to just be quality control. Maybe I did answer to be quality control and say, Yes, that's good. No, that's bad. I'm going to redo this. I'm going to redo that. We'll send it to the client. Bada bing, bada boom. And mm. it still allows me time with in the house. Yeah. So you've reached a stage where you've got your your systems and processes down, whether they're probably still in your head rather than written down and, and yeah. scheduled. You're at a point where you can start to bring in someone else to do that work, to do it in the way that's, that you want it done, the way that you found works best for your clients. So that's Going from solopreneur to CEO to be able to step yeah. away is is what so many people want to do. However, ooh, it's 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 tough to be able to let go of the day to day, the things that you've the passion that you found it. in this. I birthed this thing, you know, this mouthy broad media. I birthed it, and so it's hard to uh, to let go. To so, push the what is the hardest thing the right now with where you're trying to scale, or do you look at it as in? It's okay now, but I know my first hire, that's going to be tough or actually stepping away, that's tough. What is it that you, you know yourself, what is it that's that's going to be a challenge for you? Well, I, you know, I sent a proposal out to someone recently and they want to do full-blown audio, full-blown video. I am not proficient in video. So I got someone I asked her, you know, how much would it cost? They want to drop, you know, twice a month and how much Mm. would this cost? And she gave me, so I kind of dipped my toe in the cesspool of of scaling a little bit. Um, Oh my God, look what you just called it. Oh, (laughs) way to curse it, right? You mean the beauty, the abundance, the lovely, joyful. The abundance, the joyfulness of scaling. Yes, that's <laughs> what I meant to say. You caught me, Mark. <laughs> so, um, 
so there are things that I know that I'm not good at and those I will gladly um, find yeah. someone to do. Yeah. Nice. So that's, that's a good entry point, you know, to scale. Nice. Well, let's, let's go back slightly because, oh my okay. gosh, you've, I, I love where you are and the, the journey and the, the goal, the dream that you have yeah. is beautiful. How was it that you found this, this passion of yours, as you, we were just offline saying, you know, oh, your friends are sort of retiring, going on cruises and doing, you're like, hell no, I got words to do. I'm, I'm building up, I'm, I'm, I found my passion. So yeah. what was it that was that moment that you're like, ah, oh, shit, this is my thing? Yeah. So my background is uh, I used to sing jazz for a living. I traveled uh, all over Asia singing jazz. And I realized man, I really hate traveling. I mean, I really hate traveling. I hate yeah. it. Um, when I finally returned to the state, I mean, I started using some creative visualization when I was in Japan. I just wanted my own apartment with my two Siamese cats. I even bought a calendar that had little kittens on it, two Siamese kittens that I stared at every single day. I would close my eyes and imagine what my bare feet would feel like in the carpet of my apartment of, you know, wherever it would be at. At the time, it was Los Angeles. Um, and I finally, that came to fruition. When I came back to the States, everything I wanted, everything I thought of, it was there. Um, and I, I'm wound up in Nashville, Tennessee, but I moved here because I wanted to keep my toe in the music business, uh, but not have to travel. So I thought, I know, where could I go and still like stay in the music? I'll know, I know I'll move to the songwriting capital of the world. I'll move to Nashville, Tennessee. So I came here, but you know what? You cannot spit in this town without hitting a songwriter. I mean, every single person and their grandmother writes songs here and they're all showcasing it at the Bluebird. So you know, what can you do? So you have to pivot. You have to pay rent. You have to do something. So I had to pivot into the corporate world, quote unquote, um, where I kind of stayed for a long time, 15 years, mm. everything from a bill collector to receptionist to, I mean, you name it, I did it. Um, and I finally started working at home for a home shopping network that everyone has probably heard of before. Um, and it's so funny because they honored me with a plaque and with probably the highest honor that a customer service rep could get, which is like, I was into team building and I would do creative things for the mm. company and all that. And in my head, I had already had my resignation date set even like three weeks before I thought you know I'm going to resign on so-and-so date and then all of a sudden they're surprising me with this plaque saying you know what a good employee I was it was very weird very weird so I I quit that job and I started working for Apple here at home uh, and not customer service on the phone, but chat mm. like a, a, so I thought this is going to be great. I can still 
do customer service, which I like, but I don't have to talk to anyone because honestly, working for the Home Shopping Network, uh, wrestling with these 98-year-old women who found a 40-year-old coupon in the back of the closet in some dead friend's purse was unbelievable. You know, you just, you don't want to tangle with them. So I uh, I started working ch- chat for Apple and then COVID hit and every single solitary Apple store in the entire world that shut down. So as a result, I was getting chats from Bulgaria and India and the UK. And I mean, you name the country, I was getting chats and they were all coming in like six at a time. Mm. And I remember grabbing the edge of my desk, pushing myself away from it, walking over and pulling the plug out of the wall. And of course, the entire, my entire system, computer system went black. And I remember crying, thinking, that felt so good. Oh, I'm so relieved. I'm so relieved. Mm. And I called the help desk and I said, I don't know what happened. Everything just went black. I'm so sorry. And they said, well, you know, we'll send you another computer. And I couldn't say, oh, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I can unplug that one as well. I've got this. (laughs) I had to continue the lie, you know, once I got myself into it. So um, it gave me time. COVID gave me time to think about well, what do I really want to do? Hmm. You know, I think I'm, I'm, I was in my sixties. I'm past the, you know, singing in clubs thing. I'm past that. Um, I'm not past the songwriting thing because like I said, there are great grandmothers who are writing lyrics as we speak, but it just wasn't me anymore. And I thought, you know, a couple of years ago, I kind of kind of thought of that whole VA thing, that virtual assistant thing. I wonder what happened to that. I went on a search for virtual assistants, invested in an online course, kind of expensive, Mm -hmm. um, was there for a couple months and no spark. Nothing was really catching on. I mean, I, I paid for the business cards. I, I did the website and the portfolio and I was all, yeah, it's all right. I just not, not into it. Then that VA course put in a tiny little module of podcast management. And I took it and I said, hot damn, this is where I belong. This hot is where diggity. I belong. That's right. So it set me on another journey of searching for an online course that was meaty, all-encompassing, not just a little pamphlet, but mm. a full-blown course. And I found one, found my community, invested in it. I pretty much depleted my 401k. What what was it about podcasts that spoke to you so much? Well, you know, I had always listened to podcasts, but I believe that with my music background, I was using a different ear than most people use. I was, you, you know, I was asking questions like, um, my God, why, why is the host asking that question again? She, they already answered that. And so that means the host is not listening. Why are they marketing it that way? That is crazy. Why don't they get so-and-so as a guest? Why? So I was asking all these like behind the scene technical questions. Mm. And I thought, well, maybe 
maybe I can put this to good use. Maybe I can make some money off of it. And so that's what kind of latched me on. You know, there is a, uh, it's, it's advertising. It's mm. the 21st century of, uh, it's advertising. Just like when commercials started, um, when television was new, you know, the, the laundry detergent, this is how advertising your business is, is going, um, you know, 61% of you podcasters, you know, in television, you've heard of the Nielsen's, the Nielsen ratings podcasters. We have something called the Edison's. We listen to what the Edison's say. And Edison says that 61% of the podcast listening public will click on your call to action. So whether that is buy my book or buy my online course, or, Hey, would you like me to come and uh, put a roof on your, on your house? Anything like that, any call to action, 61% is going to click on that either to find out more about it or to buy. And that's really significant. That is huge. So that's why I specialize in branded podcasts. Nice. And then, so you've built your business, you found the passion, you've launched it. What was it like for you as the business owner? Not with your clients, but with you personally, how was that journey as you started to build your client roster? What did you, maybe what, what challenges did you like never see coming? Because this was a different kettle of fish for you, right? Very different. And, you know, my husband, um, he and I have known each other since we were 12 years old and we married just two years ago in our sixties. So, um, cause we were just shacking up all this time. Uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so he still to this day, he has never heard a podcast. He doesn't know what a podcast is still to this day. Um, I would be lying if I said that I wish he knew a little bit about what's going on. So I could share some of my triumphs with him and he would yeah. have a fuller understanding. Um, so that's always been a little bone of contention. Um, so what I do is I have my community, that community that I tapped into when I first started podcasting and I looked for a course and everything. Mm. It has, it has bloomed, I should say, you know, I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee, which is one of the biggest podcasting capitals that we have in the United States. Uh, and I asked someone about that and they said, well, they think it's because of all the really good recording equipment here. That's how it kind of started. And it just kind of blossomed from there. Sure. So um, my challenges right now is that, <laughs> sorry, I keep drifting from your question. Was that your question? My challenge? Well, it sounds like the first challenge is, is okay, let's, you've hit on the personal. So many people go straight to professional, but business, as an entrepreneur, it touches every aspect of your life, business, yeah. financial, health, yeah. relationships. So that's an important point. You're not alone. Entrepreneurship can be lonely, even with a support partner may not quite understand what's going on. So I love that you raised that point, whether you meant mm -hmm. to or not, it's an important thing to, to discuss and, and to hold safe as it is tough, but you need to find your communities. You need to find your people mm -hmm. um, to help guide you through these, the successes and also the, the tough times because 
as you grow, as you go through this next transition, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. you're going to need people around you. So yeah. I'm glad that you found that. And a, thanks for raising it. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm thrilled. And last week, <laughs> this is a win. This is a weird win. But last week, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there the football draft, my husband is a huge football fan and he was completely so angry about how the Titans handled the draft. And so I, this, I thought this is my foot in the door. So I took his phone and I put on a couple of Titans podcasts that they talked about the draft. And I put that on his phone and I said, you want to, you know, he couldn't find any commentary about how lousy the draft went like live commentary. And I said, you got it here. Here it is. I will, I will show you still to this day. He still hasn't listened to any of those shows, but the fact that I was able to put it on his phone, that's a win in my book. Take all the baby wins steps. that you can. Absolutely. Baby steps. <laughs> yeah. So with scaling with you onto this, this next generation, um, you know, with, with you go through the boundaries, the, the, the scope group that everyone's starting out has because clients come through that that need the i must yeah. serve everyone i need the clients of how can i overcharge i need to make sure they don't leave me i can't raise my prices i need to over deliver do create more assets than contractually agreed right. upon all these things so it sounds like that you're still going through this but you're working your way through it what was it like you to experience that and start to come out the other end i uh I hate the phrase people pleaser. I hate it, but I can't find another phrase for it. And whatever that phrase is, I'm it. Um, so I will always go that extra mile. It has served me well to go that extra mile. I've gotten a lot of praise. I guess I, maybe I don't like that word either. Maybe I don't like praise either. Um, I've gotten a lot of appreciation. People appreciate me and the effort that I do and the work that I do for them. Um, but it has, I've dug my own hole here because I have set an expectation of this is what I'm willing to do. And, oh no, you don't have to pay me for it. It's okay. And now I'm thinking, well, I've just fucked myself. <laughs> so was that was that from fear or was that from passion? It might be that I, I enjoy doing this. Of course, I'll do that. So you know what it, it is. There are a lot of things going on. Uh, street cred. I wanted to prove it to myself that I could do it because I was new in the business, mm. and I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And it was very validating when I actually found out that I could do it. And a lot of and some of it was um, I just wanted to please them i wanted to i wanted to please them yeah. so you hate the phrase people pleasing i know that's that's an umbrella Let's find another phrase for it i hate it what what triggered you so much about it? what don't you like i'm sorry Repeat what that. don't you like about it what, what triggered you about that phrase? because it's uh it's it's trite it's too it's overdone i i need to find a different phrase that maybe means the same thing <laughs> Okay, let's say we find that magical phrase then what yeah. what's that going to help you to do to 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 change to see to understand to 
to accept? Uh, well, it's interesting. I, I know it about myself and we were talking before you hit record, we were talking about how scope creep comes in. Uh, if they yeah. ask me to do something on zoom where they're looking at my face, where it's an immediate kind of thing where they need an answer right away, then I'm more apt to, uh, tear down those boundaries and say, sure. However, if they email it to me, then I can be very uh, thoughtful in my return email to them. Mm. And I'm a little bit more uh, apt to keep those boundaries. Yeah. So it's finding the right, the right scenario. I mean, you know yourself, you know, you, you know what you're like. And I think deep down, you know, where this is coming from fears and passions all kind of yeah. roll into one yeah. and it's come from a good place. What you said earlier, I want to just sort of highlight, um, cause I think it's important that this, I'm proud of this because this, um, whether it's pleasing or have passion projects, all these things, it got you to where you are today, over delivering, undercharging. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, got, yeah. it got me the proof, which is great. And that's what now? makes you where you are is <laughs> exactly. that point. But it's how to change that, I think, entity of the entrepreneur to the CEO, being able to hold space for, yes, that got me to where I am right now. And I thank it. But it is now time to choose to change. Another choose right. your adventure. So, right. Thank you for getting me here. Yeah. And it's time to let you go. <laughs> and now I'm off on this other journey. Yeah, I... I completely so maybe you can hold on to that, that phrase, people pleaser, and be like, okay, it's, it is quite generic. It covers a lot of things, but maybe it's like, yes, I was, but no more. I can now retire that phrase. Oh, that I love that. That way we can use it and let it go. Oh, Mark, that's absolutely great. I love that. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. I love that. There we are. Consider oh, it you. retired. I, I think you just uh, did a breakthrough for me. So I appreciate that. That's awesome. Oh. You're so, so welcome. Look, DR, thank you so, so much for, for sharing your journey, um, oh, sure. sharing some wisdom along the way and what it is that you do and what's going on behind the scenes. It's been, it's been so much fun. Thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just hope that anyone out there who has the, the need to do um, a podcast or maybe you've done a podcast and it's died on you and you feel you still have that need. I, I really hope you contact me. I would love to talk to you and just maybe set you on the right path. Even if we don't work together, at least we, I can set you on the right path. Fantastic. Where can they find you if they're curious or like, hell yes, DR, you're, you're my woman. Help me. <laughs> I'm at mouthybroadmedia.com. And if you go there, uh, especially for the newer podcasters are the ones that are not even, you know, haven't even bought their mic yet. I have a guide there that uh, it's, it's an opt-in. I'm going to be perfectly transparent about that, but it has all probably the most asked questions uh, for newer podcasters. You know, there's an enormous amount of information in newsletters. And I have like the five best newsletters that I get my information from uh, the microphones, um, the, you know, I mean, it just, there's a ton of stuff there for all brand new podcasters. So I hope you enjoy that. Everyone 
go check it out. It's so, so beneficial. But yeah, DR, thank you so much again for, for being with us today. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. And thank you for helping me with that breakthrough. Ah, oh, you're so, so welcome. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. <laughs>